This is an avocado, and this is a podcast that makes this an avocado podcast. You are now listening to The Young God, a podcast for the gods. Hey everyone, I'm Rodney Omokache and you're welcome to the season finale of The Young God. What a journey it has been. We covered so much, learned so much, shared so much. The feedback has been heartfelt and constructive. The, the, the response, the adventures, the, the, the dupe opportunities that have come from every single um, day someone talks about or shares the, the, the podcast has been crazy. So many milestones. This was the season that dropped during the NSARS movement last year in October, just after the Lekki Togit massacre. Keep in mind that this season almost didn't happen because of how dark and heavy things were at the time. This was the season I started the hilarious and deeply personal musical showcase episodes of the podcast. This was the season I had superstars like Salem King, Eddie Maraki, Bright Jaja, Jackpot the Raven and Vanessa Underlay as guests. This was the season the late great Larry King interviewed me. Y'all, I had Larry King on my podcast. It doesn't get, like, who am I? Huh? This season was the season I told my story and spoke my truth like never before. I've never been more vulnerable than I have, than I have been this season. I talked about being the firstborn son. I talked about my legendary confidence. I dedicated February to love and relationships. And I dedicated March to women. By the way, ladies, I hope I did your justice last month. You guys make up a whopping 59% of my listenership. You come through for me in so many ways, so I hope I came through for you through this dedication. This was also the season I started asking for and receiving donations. Link is in the description as always. Do support your boy. Okay, okay. And this season has been everything. This season has been everything. I'm talking six months and 30 episodes of some of the most intimate, intellectual, inspiring content you will ever consume on the internet. That's on God. You can bet that. You can take that to any bank and cash it. You all weren't ready. Speaking of 30, that's how old I turned on the 5th of April. Two days after this episode goes live on Easter Monday. How poetic is it that the Son of God rises again on Easter Sunday while the young God celebrates his 30th birthday on Easter Monday? I can't make this shit up. I can't. I live a charmed life, man. I'm, I'm blessed. If you're wondering what to get me for my birthday, just know that there is a donation link in the description of this episode and every other episode. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. You see what I did there? Sense, sense. Uh, oh, okay. That aside, you want to know the best gift you can give me? The absolute most thoughtful, least expensive gift anyone can get me? Share this podcast. Hawk it. Force feed it. Tell the world about it. Tell the world how you feel about it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a motherfucking friend. Excuse my French. Come April 5th, and every day after that, carry it on your head. If the young God makes that much sense to you, bro, sis, share it like you mean it and watch my heart melt. 
but addition brings energy. That's 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 really what it's about, you know. When you do something and you know people put it out there for others to enjoy. Really and truly connecting with people through my words, through my work, engaging with people, getting feedback about how an episode made a difference in a human being's life. That's sweeter than mother's milk, fam. Give me that, okay? Hook it. And I will continue to show up for you guys. That's a fair trade, in it? Turning 30. Wow. The big 3-0. That's 30 years around the sun. That's 30 years of a continuously beating healthy heart. Accepting those rare moments that made my heart stop. Think about that for a second. Think about how your heart beats every second of every day until you experience something that makes your heart skip a beat. That makes your heart stop, literally. Same thing with your lungs. They stay pumping air every day, non-stop. And then you experience something that takes your fucking breath away. Precious moments that make life worth living. And what's interesting is that we are entitled to maybe one, maybe two or, or, or those moments in our lifetime. Three if you're lucky. Four if you live a very full life that puts you in situations where such things can happen. A roller coaster ride, for example. A breathtaking view. A surprise birthday party. A surprise marriage proposal. Falling deeply, madlessly, hopelessly in love and having that love returned. Standing at the altar, watching your bride walk down the aisle to meet you at that fucking point. I'm gonna be that groom that's gonna flat out ball the moment I see my wife to be making her way to the altar ever so elegantly in that ghost white dress. My heart will stop. I might even fade, shit, I might die. You might think me being dramatic, but the thing is, knowing me, I would have waited my entire life to meet a woman, a person that is so perfect for me, that I'm willing to commit to. I would have searched high and low, kissed all kinds of frogs, endured all kinds of disappointment and self-doubt to get to her. Guys, I will be inconsolable. God knows. Ah, goddamn. If any of you happen to make it to the church wedding, you will be stunned. You'll have to hand me all the tissues in that bitch. That's the day you'll know that even gods cry. But where was I? I digressed. Um, yeah, moments that make the heart stop. How about hearing a beautiful song that hits you in a special way? Running into that special ex you haven't seen in ages. That one has happened to me, by the way. Winning the lottery or some other award that you didn't expect or that you've been working towards your whole entire adult life. An orgasm. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Think upon your life for a moment, okay? Reflect on how reflect on how many of such moments you've ever had. 
there are people that will live and die having never experienced a breathtaking, heart-stopping moment. And that's sad. Those moments are precious. They are rare. And I hope we get more of those before we die. Inshallah. Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension. Whatever you're doing, close your eyes, take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Let's resume. As I record this episode, 30 is still several weeks away, but I'm quite looking forward to the new powers I will unlock once I clock. 30 is that age where, if you've been steady on your journey to self-growth and self-development, to being your best self, to being a god, you will unlock peak self-awareness. You know how they say, something must kill a man? By 30, you must know what will kill you. It might be a vice, a guilty pleasure, a weakness, a passion, or even a person. By 30, you should have a grasp of that which could be your undoing. It's not just about self-awareness though. Being self-aware is cool. Being God-aware is the next level. Let me explain. I told you we're gonna get into some shit today. Self-awareness to me, and this is just how I see it, okay? This is how it makes sense to me. If what I'm about to say resonates with you, then feel free to try to emphasize. But to me, self-awareness is the basic knowledge of yourself, your habits, your traumas, and how all these things play a role in the life you live and the person you are, right? Now, God-aware is knowing where your power comes from. Let me say it like this, right? By 30, you should know how to solve your problems. And to solve your problems, you have to know where your power comes from. You have to know the things that make you happy, the things that make you your kindest, strongest, softest version of yourself, and align yourself relentlessly to that shit. Wahala for who no no. But like my friends, the cavemen would say, who no no, go no. No season finale is complete without a signature analogy from the young god. This analogy that I'm about to share begins with a word. A word that I want you to commit to memory and keep close to your heart. The word is querencia, which is a metaphysical concept in Spanish referring to a place where one can be one's true self. The history of the word comes from the Spanish sport of bullfighting, and it is used to describe the place in a bull ring where the bull goes to feel safe and to gather his strength. Once a bull finds his querencia, it can now charge at the matador. That's the bullfighter. You can charge at him with full force. Each bull has a different place within the ring, so it is the job of the matador to recognize where Kerencia is for each bull and keep him out of that spot. I hope that makes sense so far, because I want you to think of this concept with me for a moment. The fact that we are all in search of our individual place of safety and sanctuary, while forces, both internal and external, try to keep us away from it. How poetic is that? The word Kerencia is defined in all kinds of ways. First of all, let me spell it for you guys. It's Q-U-E-R-E-N-C-I-A. 
Q-U-E-R-E-N-C-I-A. Querencia. And it's defined in so many different ways. For starters, it's a place where one feels safe. A place from which one's strength of character is drawn. A place where one feels at home. The place where you are your most authentic self. A place in which we know exactly who we are. The place from which we speak our deepest beliefs. Like a dragon's lair or a bear's cave. The place where you have the advantage. A place of strength. Where we are most confident. The place you find God. I could go on. Crencia can be a physical place. It can be a place inside us where we, where we breathe into our own strength and feel our own certainty. It can be a hobby, a talent, a purpose. It might be the sense of transport we feel when we read a good book, a life-changing book. It might be a person, a person whom you've developed such a strong, unique, positive relationship and bond with over time. Or it might be what we feel when we listen to Beautiful Rain by the Cavemen. For each of us, it will be different. But each of us has a querencia. Finding it is the problem because the matadors in our lives work over time to keep us out of our place of power. Our parents, our environment, society, and all these rules they make, the lies we've been told, or the lies we've told ourselves, they are all your matador. Your matador could be all or one of these things, but the fact remains that we each need our querencias if we were to deal with the challenges that are to come. If I were a teacher, I would introduce my students to this word. I would put it on spelling tests and ask students to write papers describing their cadencia. If I were a parent, I would talk to my child about cadencia and encourage them to become familiar with their own place of safety and strength. If I'd known this word earlier, I'd have found mine ages ago. I'd have been got away long before it was cool. To be God aware is to know that you are a God, made in the image of God. God which symbolizes the highest good. It is to know what most people merely believe, fam. This truth should be your cadencia. From this position of strength, you should know how to solve your problems, how to take care of yourself and how to bring your best self time and time again. You should know how to get what you need. When you need help, you know where to get help, how to ask for help. When you're sad, know how to manage your emotions. When you're feeling demotivated, know what you need to get motivated. You know how to improve yourself by yourself. You know how to interpret your lived experiences. You get to a point, you even know how to interpret your own dreams. Yo, it gets deep. It's awareness on such a level that mere self-awareness doesn't even cut it. That's God-aware. It's like... The older you get, the more complicated life becomes. You want to make it so that you are as optimized as possible, inside out, so you can deal. You have about 30 to 40 years since the day you are born to figure your shit out, before you are just an unfortunate liability to yourself and everyone else.
Think of it this way. We all start life with a full bag of luck and an empty bag of skill. The goal is to fill up that bag of skill before your bag of luck runs out. Oh my God. Am I making sense? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We all start life with a full bag of luck and an empty bag of skill. The mission is to fill up that bag of skill before your bag of luck runs out. Life might be good for you right now. Doesn't mean it'll be good forever. Life is like the ocean. It's calm one minute and raging the next. There's a quote from Machiavelli's The Prince that says, Mankind's common failure is never anticipating storms when the sea is calm. You can have that one for free. And if life isn't good for you right now, which it isn't for most of us, all the more reason to get your shit together. I'll let Morty from Rick and Morty tell it. Get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. And if you got to take it somewhere, take it somewhere, you know? Take it to the shit store and sell it. Or put it in a shit museum. I don't care what you do. You just got to get it together. Get your shit together. Oh, that was funny, but God, I hope this isn't turning into a sermon. I'd hate to sound preachy, but I'm in the Easter spirit. And how else do you speak on something so profound? They say your brain's most creative in your sleep. See, they say in the sleep state, the brain thinks much more visually and intuitively. <laughs> Did I shock you when I mentioned the thing about being able to interpret your own dreams? When you're not Joseph the Dreamer, Abby? It's nothing paranormal. It's actually very accessible if you know the way dreams work. The first thing to know is that a dream is your brain's way of solving a problem you're having in real life while you're asleep. Could be a creative problem, could be a personal problem. The mistake we make when we wake up is that we try to remember dreams in precise detail or we interpret them too literally, too logically. The problem with that is that the brain is the most illogical thing on the planet during the sleep state. You see, your brain retains every single thing you experience while you're awake and then makes all kinds of random awkward connections while you're asleep. This is the eternal dance between the, 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 the conscious and the subconscious mind. So here's the tea. When you have a dream, focus more on the lessons, actions and solutions that took place within the dream rather than the actual story of the dream itself. The weirder the dream, the more attention you should pay to it. They are probably pointing you towards an idea or solution you actually need in your actual life. Every dream you have, no matter how weird or unbelievable, is your brain's way of revealing an insight or pointing you in the direction you need to go. The only question is whether or not you know how to read those dreams without fixating on the weirdness of it all. It all hinges on your ability to calm your mind and pay attention to the lesson and not the dream itself. That's why what you consume is very important. Everything is being stored whether you remember or not. Every interaction, every experience, every content, every moment of your life is in there. The brain's job is to synthesize what you already know. The less you know, 
the weirder your dreams seem because it doesn't have enough pieces, enough context that could apply to the life you're currently experiencing. The brain will put together whatever is in there while you sleep and bring it to you when you least expect or when you need it the most. That's why things like deja vu happen. That's why events can traumatize us long after they've happened. So for example, if you dream of zombies chasing you, see beyond the zombies. See if you can find the metaphor in your actual life. That's how to interpret a dream. Don't be too literal about them. It's your brain telling you a story that's open to interpretation, but loaded with a lesson. Maybe that's why the Bible reads like one big dream. If you're able to look at your dreams in this way, you will make some interesting progress in your life. And by the way, you will keep having weird dreams until you take action on them in real life. The power of the mind is not a joke. Stay woke. Don't sleep on your dreams. Another digression, huh? I just have so much to get out, but where was I? Ah, yes. Querencia. It's such a beautiful word, isn't it? And such a beautiful concept, too. I keep it close to my heart and to my mind, and I hope you find it useful in yours. What's your Querencia? Don't just say something generic like Jesus or whatever else that people say. Think deeply about it and share it with me. I'd like to know. There's a post on the Young Gods Instagram page where I ask the question, and I hope you engage with me by commenting and sharing what yours might be. I turn 30 in two days, April 5th to be exact, and I know two things about myself, two very important things, where my strength comes from and what will kill me. Not just physically, I'm talking about the habits or flaws that could set me back in life if I don't pay attention. So here's to 30. Here's to aging with grace, both in the mind and on the face. 30 years old, but I stay forever young. Forever young God. <laughs> and that marks the official final conclusion of the epicness that was season four. God, we fucking did it. It's been unbelievable, this journey we've been on. As it stands, I don't yet know what season five holds, but I would love for you to suggest to me what I should speak on next season. I would like to get you guys more involved in the process. You see, for the past four seasons, I've always come up with my own topics, my own content, my own ideas, and things like that. But I reckon it'll be fun to create what y'all want for a change. So talk to me. What's bothering you? What keeps you up at night? What are you curious to hear my thoughts on? Try me. Send me a DM and I'll talk about it. Maybe you want specific advice on something. I've been told I give great advice, so I'm open. Just ask Vanessa. <laughs> if you know, you know. That's an inside joke. Maybe you want me to speak about a particular aspect of myself. I'm game. I'm down for anything. It could be serious. It could be totally chill. Again, try me. One thing about me is I have range. So depending on the responses I get, I could build an entire season on listener recommendations. Now that will be lit. If not, I'll just keep going deeper and deeper into my bag to bring you that young God content you know and love. The podcast is going to be on a break for a while. And I need this break. I need time to really get back to enjoying podcasting again. The burnout is real. 
the, the responsibilities and commitments on my plate are real. So I just need to get myself back. Although there might be a couple of bonus episodes dropping here and there between the seasons because even I can't stay away. I love you here. The podcast is one of my credencias after all. In the meantime, go back, go listen to the older episodes you may have missed. There are always gems in there. Once again, thank you all for tuning in week in, week out. This podcast is nothing without you guys. Do tell a friend. Do follow the podcast on IG at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God. Remember, you are a God made in the image of God. You are not like them. Act like it. Okay? Okay. My name is Rodney Omar and this is The Young God. <laughs>